This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's begin talking about Metro Vancouver and its population. Today's Stats Canada confirmed what we're already seeing. Vancouver has truly entered an era of hyper-diversity. With our immigration levels at well past 400,000 new immigrants per year allowed into Canada, there is no such thing as the changing face of Canada. It has changed. Uh, Today's Stats Canada release showed that a majority of Metro Vancouver residents now identify as a visible minority. According to a terminology used by Stats Canada in the 2021 census, data from the census shows that 54% of the people in the region identified as a visible minority, up from 49% in 2016. That increase was predominantly due to 154,000 new immigrants who settled into Metro Vancouver in the past five years. And of course, our largest non-white ethnic groups are Chinese, which is about 19%, South Asian, about 14%, and Filipino, which is 5%. Uh, the uh, Vancouver community with the greatest diversity, certainly the, the ones identifying as visible minority in 2021 is Richmond with a visible minority population of 80%. Burnaby is second at 67.8% um, and Surrey is at 67.1%. So very similar, Burnaby and Surrey. Coquitlam at 56%, Vancouver at 54%. Uh, so significant amount of diversity throughout uh, our communities. Delta at 45% as a look at the numbers. So significant changes uh, what we've been witnessing over the last couple of decades. But what does it mean? What does it mean in regards to reflection of our communities in positions of power and authority, whether that be a courtroom or a provincial legislature. Joining me now to talk about uh, diversity and what it means within the Canadian family is Ujil Desange, former Premier of British Columbia. Ujil, thank you for joining us today. Good to be with you. It's an interesting topic in that we, we all see the changes uh, uh, when you're out walking in the streets, whether it's your, uh, your job, wherever it may be, we see this diversity, we see the changes that are there. What do the numbers say to you today? Well, the numbers um, tell me, um, based on our need for people uh, to come in and work so that there is a tax base to support the population, that the, um, that the immigration is going to continue at these rates. Um, and uh, it seems to me that, uh, you know, give it another 50 to 100 years, the whole world is going to look like uh, uh, one sort of place where everybody's all mingled and mixed and merged and uh, and and that is where in fact we um are already in a sense we are on, on way we're on the way to being uh, that place uh in the next 50 to 100 years uh, because if we keep um wanting immigrants needing immigrants mm-hmm. um the immigrants um you know vast majority of the population of the world um is uh people of visible minority, and if we want immigration from those countries, then the number of people increase. Um, and and we are um, obviously lagging in terms of the representation, uh, surely in terms of the numbers of people that live in these communities that are of color. Mm-hmm. We've seen a slight uptick in this election cycle, and every election cycle is a little different. In your mind, I mean, you, you were um, a lawyer for many years, 
Uh, you've been in the provincial legislature and the federal one as well. Why do we have such difficulty reflecting that diversity in our positions of power and authority, not just the legislature, but in courtrooms, uh, in boardrooms? Why are we still hitting a wall? Well, I mean, you know, when I first came to Canada in the in the 60s and then in the 70s and 80s, we used to hear uh, that, you know, obviously people need to be qualified and uh, that those kinds of reasons were being given. Um, but I think we've been around a long time now. Uh, the diversity has been here for a long, long time. And um, one thing we need to understand is that um, one need not be disappointed because there's usually a lag. Um, uh, happens uh, in, in the way the uh, communities are represented. If if the community comes uh, of age uh, in a particular place, um, it takes uh, that community to be represented uh, uh, some time before it comes of age, um, you know, politically and otherwise uh, in different places of power and position. Um, we have, uh, in fact, made progress in Vancouver. You have many councillors uh, who are visible minority. You have the mayor for the first time in the history of the city that's a visible minority mayor. Um, and uh, and uh, we've had MLAs uh, belonging to different uh, visible minority groups uh, and MPs. Uh, that's happening. That's changing. And those numbers are increasing. And they're not at par with the uh, percentage of the population in various centers. Um, but, you know, ultimately, uh, you also have to think about the overall population. The overall population of Canada, mm-hmm. uh, 75% is non-visible minority, generally speaking, 25 is. So, you know, hit or miss, if you have 20 to 25% people elected who are or in positions of power who are of visible minority, um, that should kind of, you know, be okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in regards to significant change, 400,000 immigrants a year is significant. I recall, uh, I think even when uh, you were Attorney General back in the 1990s, we used to debate 225,000 people coming to this country. We're now at four, 450,000 per year. Do you think uh, we can absorb, and what I mean by absorb is new immigrants coming to this country, and immigrants all change countries, they bring customs and, and new ideas and all those types of things. But it, you also have to have the ability as a society to absorb that many people coming in, whether it be through uh, services, whether it be to just uh, housing. Do you think we're doing the, uh, we've done enough in regards to making it easier for people to move to this country, but also the ability for a society to be able to take that many people so quickly, year after year? Well, I think the housing shortage uh, tells us that we're not doing a very good job of absorbing that need Mm -hmm. or satisfying that need. Um, And that is obviously partly being driven by uh, the immigration and the immigrants that are coming in. You see, in the old times, uh, most of the immigrants were um, working class, um, poor people uh, upping themselves from different countries to come to places like Canada. Uh, and now you have a class of people, um, not all of them, but th- there's a significant number that have the means to come in and buy housing right away. And uh, so we're not making, uh, we're not uh, keeping up with that need and the growing need because of the growing population. Um, and that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have immigration. It just simply means if we need immigration for meeting our own, um, you know, uh, human resources needs, 
uh, we should then be doing more to ensure that they have health care, housing, and other supports so that people don't fall through the cracks. Yeah, it's, it is an odd question, uh, but uh, is it, are we doing enough to assimilate immigrants in your mind? Uh, I mean, you know, these communities are so big, Chinese, South Asian, Filipino, growing Korean communities, so many of them. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, I, I think, yeah. And one of the reasons I say is, you know, you could literally, as South Asians now, get up in the morning and not have to speak English all day. You could get your news uh, from South Asian radio stations, your banking, your groceries, whatever it may be. I'm Not that you don't need to speak English, but I'm saying, are we doing enough to assimilate those very people into this country? Well, I, I think that you know, the word is integration. It used to be mm. anyway. The, these words keep changing. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, you know, from my perspective, um, I think economically we're integrating everyone that's coming in because everybody that's coming in uh, has to make a living. Mm-hmm. So the economic needs drive people to go seek employment and work wherever they can find work. I think that the, the uh, example you give is quite correct. I mean, if you are... Um, uh, let's say an Indo-Canadian person, a Punjabi person, you, you come to the Vancouver airport, you get a cabbie sometimes who speaks Punjabi, then you go to a Punjabi home, you go to Punjabi doctors and, and Punjabi nurses and Punjabi insurance chaps and Punjabi realtors and Punjabi construction sites. You don't need to speak a word of English. In that sense, I think we're not integrating people as well. One of the difficulties I think we face is that if people don't pick up the language, and they don't need to pick up the language. They don't pick up the values that go with that language, the values, the ideas, and, and how we as a society conduct ourselves. So if somebody is coming from a distant place, uh, is obviously very different in terms of the cultural values and political values and the like, we're not doing a very good job of integrating them. In fact, one of the, one of the uh, complaints I've had of the politicians and public leadership in the mm-hmm. past has been that when we invite immigrants into this country, that's absolutely wonderful and needed, of course, uh, to meet our own human resources um, needs. But we don't expect of those people to change. We don't, we don't say to them, that they should change in terms of the values, the political values, the, dem- the democracy, the freedom mm-hmm. that we enjoy this, in this country, the way we treat each other in this country. Um, you know, uh, it, we, we, we don't make them aware of our history, whether it's how we dealt with the First Nations, uh, whether how we dealt with each other, whether we had voting rights or not, whether we had right to practice in professions or not. Many of the new immigrants, uh, we don't make an effort to teach them our history and our values, our culture. And I think in that sense, we're not integrating uh, people as quickly and as well as we need to um, in the larger society. Yeah. Well, Joel, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Uh, fascinating uh, numbers and uh, pre- always appreciate uh, your knowledge and context of these issues as well. Thank you so much. Thank you.